G'day listeners, David here. Before getting into episode 14, I just wanted to give you a quick update. This episode was recorded late on the evening of the 25th of June, Australian time. About 20 minutes after us finishing this recording, KTM decided to announce uh, its 2021 riders. Obviously, Brad Binder, Miguel Oliveira for the factory KTM team and Danilo Petrucci for the Tech 3 ride. Before recording this episode, we were only guessing that this was how things were going to roll out. If you haven't figured out yet, Manuel is a bit of a stickler for accuracy. He just wanted you to have the absolute latest and factually correct news. Hence why I'm doing this now. Sometimes even the news cycle catches us out. Enjoy the episode. We enjoyed this one a lot. Welcome to Season 2020, Episode 14, MotoGP, Tinder Edition. We provide you with the very latest in news and facts surrounding the 2021 teams and riders. No clickbait, no rumour, no gossip, just the Pacino facts. This is the Pacino Report. MotoGP news from the people you trust. This is the Pacino Report. I am so glad to have Andrew Easton, Stu McGraw and Manuel Pacino are here with me today to find out everything that's been going on and to help explain the mind-boggling number of new team and rider changes. And most importantly, the results from the resumed season testing. KTM and Aprilia have been on track with MotoGP spec machinery. When was the last time you'd heard that, ladies and gentlemen? Maverick has been on track at Jerez on street machinery. What were the results? What does it mean? Let's introduce the team and begin unpacking this week. Stu, what have you got for me, mate? Hey, everybody. How are we all doing uh, out there in podcast land? I hope we've had another fantastic week. Yeah, loads of news out of uh, various tests, private tests, circuit track days, that sort of thing this week. Really, really good. We're getting closer and closer to some racing. Been absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I haven't stopped reading about it all, all week. It's been it's been so exciting. One thing that really did jump out for me this week is a um, another article about a um, one of one of our heroes from from bygone days. Um, th- these guys we we looked up to when we were a bit younger. They were absolutely fantastic. They were really good racers. Then they disappear, and then all of a sudden they come back and open their mouths with these ridiculously obvious comments. So what <laughs> what I've heard in the last few days is the legend that is Casey Stoner. Absolute legend, good Aussie larrikin, fantastic. Reckons that Rossi will be more beatable the longer he continues in MotoGP. I could have said that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say <laughs> statement of the obvious. I'll just let you unpack that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a uh, that's a massive. Well, he's speaking the truth, of the isn't he? Me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost it's an opposite. Really to, it's, it's almost an opposite of a Chad Reed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So, but I'm sure there was a, there was a lot more to it than that. But that, yeah, that that headline is uh, that's absolute cracker. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, Andrew, w- welcome Brilliant. back, my dear. You've obviously Thank um, you. you've you've obviously heard that one, and um, even you're chiming in because you can see the futility in that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But what I'm wondering is, Stu mentioned that he's been reading a lot and 
obviously he hasn't moved too much over the last few days. So, Stu, I was wondering if you could mm. just tell the listeners, explain your outfit this evening to our listeners and how long, how many days have you been wearing it for? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I've, I think... <laughs> you, did it start that colour? <laughs> no, no, for, for, for all the listeners, this is this is only audio, obviously, but um, for the rest of the team here, we have the pleasure of being on video and seeing each other. So um, I think the team should think themselves very, very lucky. I haven't left the house in, in a few weeks. Um, and so I've actually put clothes on. <laughs> For, uh, for for this session, they're not clothes. So, they're, not they're, clothes. they're clean. They're fresh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not exactly wearing my wife's wedding dress. I'm not that desperate. But yes, I am in my pajamas and dressing gown. Everybody, thank you very much. Wow. It's a- only. I feel like they're missing out. I really it's, feel like they're missing it's out. The, it's the only way that you can look after the vocal cords, isn't it? They've got to be <laughs> yeah, super exactly. super comfy. Yep, got to keep all the bits warm and cozy. <laughs> Pajamas, dressing gown, nice glass of scotch. What else can you want? My life's <laughs> wow. It's a great figure. Pajama and scotch. That's the pl- and I see here that on your screen it's written Pajama Sam. Pajama Sam is my <laughs> name. Sam. That's right. We've obviously tickled the we've obviously tickled the boss's fancy. How are you, Mr. Pacino? It's been a yeah. long time. I, I call, actually spoke to you yesterday and it felt like weeks that we'd spoken to each other. Um, since the you've gotten your freedom, none of us can get you, and none of us hear from you. You're like you're just gone. You're like the wind. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Maybe He's that, in uh, demand. You have yeah, you have to realize that we are started summer. How much? Two days ago, while you have been entering in winter. So for us, the days are long, 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 long. Mm. The sun comes out. Let's see around uh, what. Half past seven in the morning and yeah, goes two, down. 2 a.m. in the morning, yes. <laughs> and goes down at 10.30 in the evening. Oh, wow. my so God. Manuel, I remember long. you showing us snow. I feel like it was just the other week when you no, were showing no. snow in your backyard. Yes. We I have can been, see the sunshine. Yeah. We have been doing our podcast for a time already, eh? We yeah. have. <laughs> now I'm understanding why you need to go to sleep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I do every single day. And this is like a religion because I stand I stand up very early. I sit on my bicycle for 50 minutes, like wanting to win the Tour de France every morning. Oh, you're doing an, an Alicia Spargo. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more or less. Is it a stationary bike or do you actually ride somewhere? No, no, I was going to say, do you pedal or do you just sit on it? <laughs> <laughs> I just pedal, pedal, and pedal. Yeah. Uh, you might have to talk to Sarah Dixon and get some tips and see if you can exactly yeah raise her. As you know, I prefer to stay on my own here. Nobody <laughs> disturbs me, so let me be like <laughs> I am. Do you wear lycra? Edra, you know Edra, what this sounds like. Don't don't send me anybody home. I I do it by myself. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, it, it really sounds like you're struggling. You're doing it tough there. It sounds like you could do with a few more cups of coffee. I didn't get that. No, oh, you, you, you're not getting enough coffee. coffee. Can, can we help? Can we help Manuel with a few cups of coffee, Dave? If there's anyone out there who would like to buy Manuel a cup of coffee, I know exactly how they could do that. Tell me more. They could go to this. Sh- they could go to the show notes, and there's going to be a link there called Pod Hero. And what Pod Hero enables you to do is to give five dollars of your hard-earned cash, basically, to any podcast that you want. We'd kind of hope that you'd like to give some of that to us to be able to buy Manuel some rehydration fluids. See, so they're a cup or, of tea. Or, 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 or some undies for Stu because I don't think he's wearing any undies. Or some undies for me. 
Please, please help us out. That would be Ball Hero. <laughs> we need a GoFundMe page for that one. Long story short, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to support the show, head over to the show notes, have a look at Pod Hero, quickly sign up. Um, they only they don't actually charge any fees if you if you want to uncheck Ooh. that um, that button. So. All yep. the cash can go to the podcasts that you want to support. So um, we'll leave that there, ladies and gents. You want to support yep. the uh, podcast? You believe what we're doing? You want to hear more? Head on over, look, have a look. Oh. I, I, I want to point the quality of what we do, comparing it with what, something that I uh, read this uh, week and probably Stu, who is the, the man in the, in the social, also did. <laughs> it was, I, I, I was surprised by a headline that said something like, Ducati. Uh, discovers the amazing figures of Mark Marquez five-year contract with Honda. Wow. Five-year yeah, contract. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, million dollars or something. Four years. But then yeah. I said, wow. So I went to it and I saw something like, look, what, uh, what has turned into his headline was uh, Mr. Paolo Ciavatti, Ducati's manager, mm-hmm. saying, we could never uh, equal the offer that Honda did to Mark Marquez. Mm. Maybe he gets 15, 20 million. We can never get this. Automatically, the journalist put in between, uh, how do you say this? Between... Uh, Inverted commas. Yeah. Yes. He suddenly said that Ducati had discovered the real figures of Marquez contract. That is ah. not serious. Look, that is really... No, that's ridiculous. Serious. That is ridiculous. Bloody journalist. <laughs> Bloody journalists. Yeah, it's all, most, almost <laughs> all of the thing. <laughs> most of them. Um, on, a, on a serious note, though, M- Mark Marquez's contract, how long is that for at the moment? Well, it's uh, uh, t- until 21, 22, 20, 2024. Okay, mm-hmm. are a lot of them normally yearly? Or normally some are different? Two, two years because okay. the, 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 the strategy is to give the rider one year of relaxing, you know, having a two-year contract. He has mm-hmm. the first year. He doesn't have to think about contracts, so he can focus in riding. Oh, yeah, and, find his way. And, yeah, yeah, that's okay. why. But uh, there are some managers who doesn't agree with that because mm-hmm. they say that riders should race for the contracts every time they get on the track. And that, yep. it's, Which is I think it's an idea. Yeah, yeah. It's fair, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Just going back to that Ducati uh, article, Emmanuel. Yeah, I did read that same one um, with the quotes from Paolo, um, and um, I, I like how there's a large quote there that says Marquez wanted to stay at Honda, and they paid him twenty million per season. And then you go down another four or five lines, and then it's a little bit smaller. And there's another quote from him that says, uh, basically, yes, we've spoken to them, um, but uh, the, the Japanese company Honda secured him with a figure that if it's not twenty, it's fifteen million a year. Exactly. And suddenly someone to get a lot of clicks on the on his uh, rights that Ducati discovers the figures of Mark's contract. That's not uh, professional. No, that, that's yeah. nonsense. That's clickbait. And exactly. Right. No one's going to really know, are they? Like, I guess that's all kept pretty quiet. Long story short, yeah. come 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 to the source of the truth, and uh, Mr. Manuel Pacino will put you straight. That's. Very good segue to a segment that I've wanted to do for a couple of weeks, and it's bringing all the – we're not going to deal in rumours or speculation or uh, gossip. 
What we are going to do is just do a quick roundup. And we're going to do this with a bit, bit of an edge. We're going to do this in reverse uh, team championship order. So we're going to be starting with uh, Avinci Real, just going quickly through what we know and what we don't know, just to give the listeners a bit of a... Are we testing, are we testing the reverse grid concept for the first time here? <laughs> <laughs> There's part of me that still crosses my fingers that we can actually get two in on a weekend. I know. And, I know. How good would that be? And Reverse Manuel's just grid. shaking his head going, no, this is this is not what Grand Prix is about, boy. Isn't that, won't that be like golf then? So that gives, it evens the field a little bit. Yes, That's it the does. Theory. Yeah. Yep, I say we do it. Yeah. Manuel, do it. Ma- 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 Manuel's already glazing his eyes over. He wants nothing, he wants nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> he thinks right. you guys have been smoking my broccoli, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, for me, it's like a ping pong game. The ball comes and goes, comes and goes, ping pong, ping yeah. pong. <laughs> or us talking, or just so, talking. So you're, you're not a fan of the reverse grid concept? No, you, no, Manuel? because it would be very dangerous. Because the fast ones will knock yeah. over the slow ones straight yeah. up. Imagine the slow ones. Uh, it would be like a Roman circus, you know. It would be too maybe they can give the slower ones a lap first, Ahead, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like and they do in they... track track cycling. You know that, that you pick two points that are equidistant from one another on the track. Oh, you know, someone's you know. down by turn seven, the rest are on on the starting grid. And the firing gun goes and yeah, I, can't, they I, I can't even buy into this now, Stu. So yeah, let's, no, get back to, <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to a Vinci Real. What do we know yeah, and what don't we know? Take it away, Andrea. I was just going to say, let's stop this riffraff. Riffraff, yeah. we're here for something serious. <laughs> so I pronounce it a Vinci Racing, but I think mm-hmm. Manuel's pronunciation was closer to mine than yeah, yeah, would you no, say. You, you are fantastic. Your French isn't that good. The Spanish is okay. Yeah, see, that's good. It's Avintia Racing. Avintia is a constructor company, construction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they build, uh, what, uh, roads, uh, buildings. It's a huge uh, constructor here in Spain, yes. So do they, like, join up with Ducati? Is that how these satellite teams work? They They, they are, uh, yes. Ducati is the only team that has six bikes on the grid. Okay, they have the factory team. And they have the Pramac team, that is basically yep. their junior team. And then they have another team, okay? And this team, basically, we know that they have two riders. One is Tito Rabat, and the other one mm-hmm. is Johan Zarco, okay? Mm-hmm. Tito is a rider who is a rider who pays for racing, basically. Uh, I think no, that actually is the... There's hope for you and I, Woohoo! <laughs> Tito was the funniest, most entertaining rider in the virtual... Well, if you have 700,000 left, you can apply for a ride in, on, in Avintia. Well, if people donate, donate this hero thing, we can do it, right? So if we can get, so, if we can get 700,000 euro via Pod Hero, we're in. That's a, that, that's a lot Easy. of coffee, eh? That's a lot Easy. of coffee. Let's <laughs> <laughs> buy ourselves so, so, a game. So these two guys are set, right? There's nothing, there's no news there. They're, they're both. In yeah, no, seats, look, the interesting, thing, the, the interesting thing in Avintia is that uh, Zarco is going to race with uh, good material, you know, mm-hmm. very top material, and that is he's on the list uh, for possible rider riding to cut in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, Zarco is a double world champion. He has gone through an extremely rare and strange situation last year 
uh, in MotoGP, but he is a top rider. Yeah. What was that last year? Because I obviously wasn't watching. So that's that's what we basically know about Tito Rabat. Well, I have spoken with Tito. Tito is a very good friend of mine. He's a f- incredible nice guy. Too nice to be there. And he yeah, basically right. he says to me, look, what else can I do in life? I don't know how to do anything. So I st- I'm here still until my father pays. Fair I've enough. Heard, Fair enough. I've, I've heard yeah, that so- Tito makes, I don't know if this is true or not. We'll put this one on your to-do list, man. Well, I've heard that Tito makes unbelievably good vodka. Ooh. That's it? Can we, yeah. Is that, is that t- wow. Tito's vodka out of the States? No, that, no, 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 no. So I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not joking around. I was listening to. Um, I don't want to give any clues to to listeners to listen <laughs> elsewhere. But um, there was a there was a John uh, um, uh, Neil Hodgson comment about Tito making unbelievably good vodka. So first, I just first wanna, knew I have. I, I just want to see if that's true. We'll, we'll put that on your homework list, Manuel. We'll get yeah, back to you. Know, what you said at the start that there's no rumors, no gossip, and they're just facts. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Let's, so, let's move on to facts. Let's, so, Andrew, okay. what have you been nice. doing? I like that. What's the, next, what, what's the next team for next year? Wait, wait. I, had to have a, I have a question. So you mentioned before, Manuel, about Johan, how he, he had a tough year last year or something happened last year. What was that? Yeah, look, uh, Johan has this strange character. He's personality. Let's say personality, uh-huh. okay? Yep. So he he's different from the rest of the people. He went to KTM as the rider who should push KTM up, you know, he was the big uh, contract in KTM, but he just didn't uh, make it because the bike was completely different to the one he was used to. At at the certain point, he he lost the the feeling for racing, and he quit. But he just threw away the money. He said, "I do. another rider would have sticked on that situation and would have got the contract." Mm-hmm. Zarko just said, "Look, I'm not enjoying this anymore, and I leave." And he so gave away. That was, that was uh, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah last yep, year. Last yeah, year. yeah, yeah. Last year. Year. That was that 2019. I don't yeah. know anymore. Okay. <laughs> and this happens in, I think it was in Austria, and then he at the end he rode for Honda. So, but the thing is that Zarko, he's he's a good rider, but uh, I don't know. If he is ready in this super pushing environment mentally in MotoGP, mm-hmm. he, if he has that mental strength, mm. I guess it'll be that'll be quite obvious quite quickly once they're. Back. We've asked yeah. this before. Is is Zarko a killer? Uh, no. Okay. Not what, at all. Was no, he, he's not was a killer. He before he no, he's a very strange guy. He again, he must have some skills when he's twice world champion. So nobody gives mm. uh, uh, championships for nothing, but. I think that his uh, his week is mentally okay. 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 And this this week he's been in Mizano with the Adventure Ducati team doing some testing at the um, at the private test. Um, I saw Tito wasn't there, but I have seen over the last few weeks on the socials he's been getting some super motard work in at uh, Circuit Andorra, and um, and he's also been doing a bit of drifting as well. I saw that as you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, that was Why fun. Not? So he's he's been getting his eye in, um, but uh, but yeah, Zarco had uh, had a, a, a proper ride on the uh, on the Adventure Ducati, and I, I think Zarco had been before in Barcelona as well, right? Yes, yeah, and he is right. riding one of these fantastic uh, Panigale V4s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the V4. That bike, uh, I think we would all like to have in our garage. Yes, please. Yeah, I saw one the other the other day. I went out for a drive 
with um with with my son-in-law he was on a motorbike and i was following in my car and we stopped to get some lunch and uh yeah one of those pulled up next to us wow. and we both went oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving along because otherwise we'll yep. be here for 50 hours as much as we'd love to so next team on the list is tech three now one tech of these three, ktm is- Tech 3 KTM, yes. So yeah. we've got Ika Lucy. Is that a name we've mentioned before? Is he someone yeah. that's Ica, not done Ica Ica anything? Ika Lekawona. Ika I was going to give you some coaching this afternoon, Andrew, and I went, nah, I'm just going to throw you in at the deep end on that one. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, Iker, just very short, is a Basque name. It's from the Basque. Oh, okay. It's only Basque, and he's Basque. And the Basque. What does that mean? He's from a certain region of Spain that they have a super, you know, the Basque, they speak something similar to Irish Gaelic. Uh, No idea. Really? Completely nothing to do with the rest of uh, uh, languages in Europe. They are very, very rare. But they have some super cool names by the sound of it. Oh, yeah. Has he won things or is he, his name was familiar? Iker Lekwona, he is, he will be a rookie, right? He has been a big surprise. He was a surprise uh, by KTM and he was chosen in a very a very interesting way as a rider because KTM, after failing with Johan Zarko, right? We just spoke about him. After failing Zarko, who was chosen because he had done very well the, the previous year, this time the Austrians being square, they... <laughs> <laughs> and yes, listeners... Manuel did just make a, a square with his fingers. <laughs> so they went to the Moto T teams and asked for the the data recording. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then they used the data recording and put it in a computer and checked which rider, without knowing from uh, whose data was each, just they look put at the data it in the computer the with the with the data of the MotoGP bike to see mm-hmm. who was the rider who was riding closer to what the bike needed. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. awesome, though, because there seems to be so much like, well, not so much, but some favoritism or this person because they've done this. What an awesome way to pick someone. Yeah, because they, like failed, just... they failed in doing once, and then mm-hmm. they said, okay, not again. So mm. they choose somebody that we all were so surprised, but the computer said that it's him. It's like Tinder said, for, for, for riders. Yeah. <laughs> Put your specs That's in and, and, and we'll match you to someone who we believe is. Anonymous matchmaking. Yes. No, no, you can't go to Ducati. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but look, the, the idea, for example, I can imagine, okay, because the, you can imagine that if the uh, KTM is a bike that hasn't, uh, doesn't need um, fast corner speed, it has mm-hmm. to. It needs somebody who breaks late, turns the bike, and opens the gas. So Zarco was just the opposite. Zarco was of course, ty- yeah. type of Lorenzo rider, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. He was type yeah. of. So they used him, and then realized that they didn't consider the technical part. So they went like a pendulo, pendulo, Hard the other one, way, just the yep. other way. We will see how it works. It's something that interesting to look at. So, and then I know we haven't spoken about. God, I was going to say it. Miguel Oliveira. Miguel Oliveira. Because I'm just sitting there and because that's obviously KTM and then you've got the um, the Red Bull KTM team. So if Paul moves, like we spoke about, mm-hmm. would either of these guys go in his spot in the Red Bull team? Yes, I, I got 
information some weeks ago from uh, the manager of team of Tech3. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a little upset because uh, KTM have had told him that Miguel Oliveira would switch to the factory team. Hang on, wait, can you say his name again? Miguel Oliveira. Yeah, that's nearly what I said. Continue, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him Michael Olive. Yeah. Yes. Michael, yeah. Michael Olive, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but look, I have to say that this might change, may change because... Um, when we go to KTM, there there will be some news that affects Miguel Oliveira. Okay. Okay. Oh my okay. God! You say so, it so smoothly. I know. Like, I know. It, it rolls off the tongue for him. I can't. I just I can't do feel that. Like a- I'm so glad Manuel is here to put us straight because every time you say it, I'm just going, oh. no, nope, can't do it. Uh, <laughs> it just, just makes the whole podcast that much more classy. Yeah. Shall we say it again then? <laughs> so, yeah, those, those Tech 3 guys, Andrew. So, Oliveira yep. was, was at Mazzano this week and he was right up there in the Times, wasn't he, Dave, I believe? He was. Uh, topped the Times for uh, day, two, day two off the top of my head, it's yeah. A- that's right. Yeah, very well. And Lacoona, I haven't seen him around any um, private track days or private testing or anything like that, but I have seen on his socials he's getting a lot of bike riding, like bicycle mountain bike riding in. Um, and also for the last month he's been doing lots of super motard work as well, so keeping uh, keeping his eye in. There Good we go. All right. So next is Aprilia Racing Team. That one I can say. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> the, 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 the bad boy. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I can I can say both these names. Wait, let me say Alej Esparag Es oh, Bar. Bar- <laughs> <laughs> wait, I can do this. Ah, in my head it's so clear, and then I yeah. I can't. It doesn't come out my mouth. We see that it's very clear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the listeners can hear it, and I hope no one thinks I'm putting it on. So I promise you, I'm not. If my head is so clear, imagine if it wasn't. <laughs> That's just all day, every day of my it's life. So, okay. so we got Anoni. Did I say that right? Yanoni. So he's waiting about his, I know he's a big druggo or something and, yeah, you know. That's about it. He's smoking he's a broccoli on the back of his bike, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so my notes say that he's waiting for his drug appeal in August. And Bradley Smith is going to, and I did do some Googling. So Bradley Smith is the current test rider for Aprilia. Yeah. So he's going to step up while he's waiting to hear what happens. My question is if he gets banned for being a badass druggo, will mm-hmm. Bradley stick with that ride most likely? Or do you think he's going to get off? Well, um, there are three options, right? The uh, About the appeal. The appeal, the first option is that Andrea does uh, the pe- get the penalty cut. He was penalized for one uh, 18 months without yep. uh, uh, being able to practice the sport. If they cut this 18 months, perfect. Then he will join immediately the team. Does the Rona period count towards his time? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking a bit as time already served. So mm. He probably yeah. started it. So no one else could race while he was, was off. Sorry, <laughs> 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 right, no rumors. Sorry, back to facts. Then the other option is that he will get uh, full penalized with these 18 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this case, Aprilia has said that they would wait for him. And mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile, as you said, Andra, uh, Bradley Smith would be the second rider in, in Aprilia. And then the third option that would be very 
harsh for Yanone is that the appeal um, court takes in consideration the four years, the high sports, uh, how do you say? Uh, TAS. TAS is the highest sports uh, uh, the court, uh, the commission. court yeah, worldwide court, yeah. considers the four years that they ask the, they want the American drug um, agency wants for for Yanone. They have made an mm-hmm. appeal to uh, to penalize him with four years. So in this oh, case, if, if this happens, yeah, yeah, if this happens Aprilia has to look for something completely different. What 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 was it that he's ta- what is it that he got caught? Because this is this will happen before I jumped on this little it, wagon. It, it's it's uh, look. Um, the, the the sentence says that he hasn't taken it straight, that he has been infected mm-hmm. by So he didn't intentionally do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, it was in food or drink or something. They that say, he was they say look, they, they say with this stuff, they say that it was a certain uh, meat he ate in Malaysia. Really? In this, Malaysia. Do you believe this? In a certain restaurant, even the, the owner of the restaurant was brought as a testimony in favor of Yanone. Is this like taking heroin and saying, sorry, officer, I just ate a roll with poppy seeds on it? But asteroid, you know, the effect of the asteroids in the performance isn't, it was more to for to being physically cooler. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, reduction you know, in, body, in body fat, you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, something, yeah. Yeah, something doesn't sound right with that little story, so... Yeah. But as the sentence itself says that it, it was an infection and not a, a taken asteroid, you know, and so... So it, so it down the pills with a steak. Yeah, so very strange. <laughs> but look... Guess I'll dilute it. You know that the, the bicycle uh, racers, no, the street bicycle, the road, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah. they are constantly with these problems of asteroid. For them, it's a huge because it uh, improves your physical performance. I read Lance's book. I thought, yeah, if I wish that when I was on drugs or drunk that I could ride a bike as well as him. I know. It would have been wonderful, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, so Yanoni hasn't been riding. Um, what's Paul's brother, Aleish, been up to? Andrew, do you know? Um, sorry, I was just having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I was reminiscing yeah, so, uh, about my bike riding days. What has oh, he been yeah. up to? You tell me, Stu. What's, he was what's he was lab? representing representing uh, Aprilia at the Mazzano <laughs> test along with Smith. Um, he did very well. Looks like um, day two yesterday he was fourth fastest. So is he's, he better? Uh, is he better than Paul? No. Ooh. Oh. no, no, absolutely not. That was okay. a very quick answer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, and, and, uh, Stu, is Aprilia head Aprilia? Or has Aprilia tested with the MotoGP bike or street bikes? Uh, yep, it's with the MotoGP bike. With MotoGP, yeah. Wow. Yep, I'm looking at on uh, Aleish's Insta feed now. He's um, yep, he's got some photos of him on the uh, on the bike. Yeah. Aprilia, so they are stand, they're a standalone team to everyone else. By the is that correct? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. good way, good yep. way, good way of what, describing it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What's their what's their story? Why are they why are they so far down on the list of winners? Well, they were they were taken yeah, o- yeah they were taken over a while ago, and their their race heritage. I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. The Aprilia race heritage has really been sort of drained away. Um, and they're, they're, I think Manuel, would was it fair to say they're struggling to find their race identity? 
At the moment? No, 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 That was the most white. No, no, it's the opposite. Look, the thing is, if you Google again, once again, if you Google Aprilia, you will see that they have a record of, I don't know, 42 world championships or 30, whatever. I don't remember, but a lot of them. So Aprilia is basically a racing brand, or it has been a racing brand. Yep. So and probably, you know, I've, I've, yeah. I've heard them a lot, so they are, I know that they're, yeah. What is true is that they have been bought by a big company, as we have explained, that is the Piaggio Group, and now they have lost some of their uh, identity, but, you know, the name is a full racing name. They invented, mm-hmm. for example, in the past, they invented this... Um, racing bikes for customers you know mm. they they probably were the first customer bikes yeah. the, the first who made a racing department economically profitable race selling bikes nice. until then the racing departments were just a part of a, but they they managed to make money out of it and to pay the, themselves the what they mm. needed so they weren't the black so, holes of cash that we find these days with racing departments. <laughs> so they're not necessarily a smaller racing team because, you know, they obviously being on their own where you've got the others with all their satellite teams and that sort of stuff, but they're, they're on par? No, at, at this moment, I would say that they are the second smallest team in terms of um, people behind mm-hmm. Suzuki, right? And you have to consider also Aprilia has not their own team. They are a part they have hired uh, Gresini's uh, place. And this will finish in, they have a contract until the end of 2021. After that, Aprilia will have their own uh, place, their own uh, team in uh, MotoGP. Okay, nice. So things will change. So do you think that'll come with a larger cash investment from the Piaggio group? Yes, and it will come also with a satellite team. Ah, nice. So what, yeah. will they have extra teams in team. <laughs> They will have... <laughs> 12. So there'll be 12 teams in the competition. Yeah, yeah. I Probably there will be... Look, uh, Andra, the idea is that each factory has one factory team and one satellite yeah. team. Okay? So would they have to get rid of one of these other teams or they'll just add an extra? They will probably... Ha- that is... Uh, we just uh, spoke about Avintiar, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Okay, Awintea is a team that at a certain point will have to move to another brand. Ah, okay. okay. Didn't know that. And, Which makes sense because that's three. And, and uh, now Aprilia Factory is in Gresini's team. Gotcha. So yeah. the idea is when Aprilia has his own, uh, how do you say, title or whatever, you know, yeah. then Gresini would be the satellite team. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So, if you are good in mathematics, the which team, no, which brand is Avintia called to be in the future? Why do you need maths? You want words? Yeah. I was ready. No, Aprilia, the satellite team of Aprilia will be Gresini. So, there is one brand who needs another team that is Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah, Suzuki. Ah. Oh, you said maths. I was trying to count on my fingers and I didn't know what I was counting. They're almost next on the list, aren't they? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Have to be Nearly. Close. Yeah. Yeah, KTM they're, they're first? A couple, they're a couple away. 
I should have tested you on the order of this list because just for the listeners, we've got the 2019 team results and I'm going from bottom to top. So I, I really wanted to test Dave because he could only remember the last couple. You should know this, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so happened more than 14 minutes ago. Dave can't remember. Nah, like it's not even goldfish <laughs> level for me at the moment. So. Okay. Um, so the next on the list. They came eighth last year's Red Bull KTM Factory Racing. That's an easy one to say. Thank you very much, KTM. Um, <laughs> so we've got pole currently for this year, right? Yep. With, and then Brad, with, 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 with a big red circle around him with a question mark. Yep. And Brad Binder. Yeah. Did I say that Binder. right? Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. you. You can't get a South um, yeah, African so, wrong. No. Um, so Paul, do you um, – Adam, Adam, my husband, and I were talking about this tonight. About is Paul really going to move? I, I, I reckon it's a rumor. I think, I think, uh, for me, in my opinion, he is already a Honda rider. In my opinion, okay, okay, things didn't okay. come out. Things didn't uh, come out because I think we have explained here there is a clause that KTM can equal any offer until a certain date, and mm. until this date, uh, KTM can always come and said, okay. I equal, then you have to stay. And this, in my opinion, won't happen because uh, because many reasons. One is because KTM had, has to double what he's paying to Paul in case they want to retain him. This is first. Mm-hmm. Second, yep. who wants a rider who doesn't want to be in the team? You understand? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. imagine for two years, you, you, you basically get a rider who, who has has told you, I want to leave. And you force him to be there two years. It's a bad policy. Could, yep. I, put a, could I put a theory to you, Manuel? Yes. KT, I was thinking about, think, thinking about this during the week. So KTM is obviously sponsored by Red Bull. So yes. a large amount of the rider's salary is coming from Red Bull. Jumping over to Repsol, Repsol, a large amount of, uh, of their money also comes from Red Bull. So it's it's it could almost be seen as a um, an internal Red Bull switch. My question is is from Red Bull's perspective, if they're not gaining anything from this, why would Red Bull support it? They, they, support got, what? Support what? Uh, support the move over to Honda. They, they've they've got a, a Red Bull rider of Paul's caliber. Either way, why would they potentially pay more um, on a Honda? No, look. Uh, you have to make a big difference between Red Bull sponsoring teams and Red Bull sponsoring people, uh, riders. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the money Paul Espargaro gets from Red Bull is not linked to the team because Red Bull, what looks is the image of the rider that is separate. They want him for social media and this. It's completely different. Red Bull is on the KTM to appear in the. In, on TV and this is completely different, you know. So in this negotiation, is nothing to do. What will happen? On what is true is that, for example, as far as I know, Red Bull pays KTM thirty million a year to be there. Yep. So I can imagine that at a certain point, Red Bull will say, "Okay, I pay you. We are good friends. We both are Austrians. The two uh, CEOs or president of the comp, the both companies are friends, and so on." But at the end. Red Bull invest money to be seen, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, they, yeah, think, they, they want return on their money. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they need a, a rider, as we say in Spanish, with 
face and eyes, somebody to be recognized, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in Australia, we'd say... I want to be at the front in, of the pack. In, in Australia, we'd say no uggos. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> no to employ ugly riders. They've got to be good looking. <laughs> is, is he hot? I haven't looked him up. Is yeah, he hot he, or not, Dave? Yeah, he's a, he's a little bit hot. So it doesn't matter that he hasn't won anything before because he's hot so he can go and ride for that team. Is that what, what you're saying? You are long talking st- about? Yeah, long story Paul. short. Yeah, Paul. Paul, Paul is, yeah, yeah but uh, now we are talking about KTM. When we go to Paul, to Honda, we talk about Paul will leave. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, because his name is there now. The question is who is going to be in Paul's on Paul's bike uh, yeah. in 2021. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now it's I have... And now I have to admit that I have said here that uh, Petrucci was not an option because of his size. <laughs> yes, yes. Remember? I remember this mm-hmm. very clearly. Yes. I was smoking broccoli, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it, it's, it's good, you know? It's therapeutic, uh, how do you say Therapeutic. It? Therapeutic, therapeutic yeah. broccoli. That was yeah. therapeutic broccoli. Yes. Uh, look, right. So Petrucci. Yeah, the same way I was told by his manager that he was offered to KTM and they say no. Um, two, three days ago, the manager told me that they were very close. They haven't signed anything yet, but things were going in very good direction. So That's promising for me, a big surprise. So, so where is he? Where's he now? He's not riding. He was yeah, he was um, at uh, Factory Ducati. That was the spot oh, that okay. um, Mr. Miller went into. Our Mr. Miller. Ah, uh, Roger. Yep, yep. I get you. Okay. So, okay. To to resume, Andra, Factory KTM. We will see Brad Binder, mm-hmm. and uh, a big chance to see alongside uh, Danilo Petrucci. Cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. Yeah. Ne- yeah. Next one. I was waiting for Dave to go. You heard it here, folks. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll put that in in post with a with an audience applauding. Oh my god! Um, all right, Team LCR, the Honda Satellite Team. I have questions for this one. So this, both of these riders are up in the air. We've spoke about this the other week. We have got Cal Crutchlow and Tucker. Yes. yes. Who's followed by Tucker's sister? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll just take a small moment of silence and uh, send goodwill to that lady. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know we've spoken this to death. I don't know, Dave. You're you're the podcast boss, Manuel. No, I said, it, it said it's, it's Manuel. He said, well, "What's the has Honda?" What I've been hearing over the last week or so that seems to make a lot of sense, but it's still in rumor land. Is that um, Cal could potentially, and there's precedent for it, be offered something outside of MotoGP? if it does come to that? Uh, here I am completely in the hands of the rum- rumors. So uh, I don't know. Look, I kn- what I know about this is that Carl has offered himself to KTM. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and he has immediately nice. re- uh, stepped back when he understood how much or how less KTM pays. <laughs> right. So it was like... <laughs> it was Whoops. like here Retract I am, that statement. and then boop, forget it. This means that Cal has not cleared his continuity, right? Wow. Yeah. 
So that's all news to me as well. I said that one you did hear first on the Pacino report. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So the big question mark, in my opinion, well, no, for me, for me, is to know which of these two riders will leave the team in 2021. That's the big question mark. In your head, which one? Uh, the, it depends what Honda wants. If they want uh, a strong brand, they should mm-hmm. keep uh, Crutchlow. Yeah. If yep. If what waits more is the commercial part, like uh, continuing with Idemitsu as a sponsor, you know, the Japanese... uh, Mm -hmm. They bring a lot of money, clearly. ...all company, and then it will be Taka. So Mm. we will see what is more important for them. Will Cal's passport play anything to do with this? The fact that they're... It's essentially him and Bradley Smith that are the last of the, the British riders... Will Camelo Espaleta have anything to say about um, another British rider on the... I don't think so. I don't think so because, no, in, in this case, not. The same way that Zarco is still in MotoGP because Carmelo forced it. Yeah. They, ha- they needed a French, apart from Quartararo, they needed him. And he did everything to have him in Avintia. In the case of Cal, I don't think so. Cal is already how much? 34? Yeah. But, yeah, that's something that I've not really thought about is, yeah, do they have to have representation from all the different areas of the world for people to follow it or is there sometimes oh, not? They wherever should. the money is. They should, Andra. They should because the show should be worldwide. But when you have 10 Spanish riders and I don't know if you mm. have another six Italians mm. yeah. out of 22, it's 16 out of 22, then you have. Yeah. So these guys aren't necessarily the best in the world then, are they? Which ones? Well, Italians and Spanish. Yeah, because no, you've got what you're no, saying. You've spoken no, no. about the Spanish riders and no, exactly. Those guys probably are. That the rest, a lot of the other guys, they're coming from areas where. And look, we'd be idiots if we didn't think that there was consideration of mm. where the broadcasting money is. Yep. Realistically, but they sure. they have to consider that. Yeah, but they still got to perform. It's not like, oh yeah, mate, you oh, do. Yeah. 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 No, but, yeah, but okay. Andra, I think it's uh, just the opposite. Carmelo would love that there would be just four Spaniards, you know, uh, mm-hmm. three Aussies, uh, four Americans or three Americans. But yeah. at the end, what counts is the the stopwatch. Yeah, they have to be within yeah. a certain yeah. performance yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. bracket. Okay. Yep. All right. Who have you got next on your list, Andra? Um, I don't know because I put my piece of paper down. Um, Pramac <laughs> Racing. Ducati satellite team. Ramek. Miller I and Bagnaya. This what? what? Uh, no. Oh. We're going oh, off. Yeah. We're, we're going to be going off. Who's 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 on the seat for next year? Yeah, I couldn't okay. understand what you were saying there. Yeah. Um, I, I was distracted by Jorge Martin. Hang on, is it is it a list or a or photo album? What you got? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, been drawing Fred, notes over the top of it. <laughs> oh, do you want me to draw a picture of him and show you? Um, I don't know what his face looks like. Um, and, Fred, <laughs> and you don't care. I don't really. And Francesco, Bag- you said it before, Stube, help me out. Help a sister out. Paco Bagno. Oh, yeah. Banya. Banya. Paco. Oh, oh that's yeah. Paco. That's Paco. Paco. Yeah. Paco. Paco. Yeah. Paco. Oh, I was confused. Now I know exactly who you're talking about. There you go. So there's no news for these guys because they're just all set, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, there are. uh, There will be Martinez a fix and Banyaya, as we have explained, will depend a lot of 
this year's performance. Okay. Mm. And, and Jorge is not riding this year, right? Next year's his big. Not in MotoGP, no. He's still in Moto2. Yep. Yep. I'll be watching right. him. Yep. And he's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of dirt bike riding him mm-hmm. as well. So he's he's getting his training in. Um, I'll just put a as as we're talking now. I'll, I'll put a photo up to the. I saw uh, to that one. There, yeah. The, Who's that? Yeah. I was that's, waiting. Uh, I was waiting the, for it to light up with you know said flames around that photo. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Jorge Martin <laughs> yeah. Um, putting putting fuel into his dirt bike on his on his Insta feed. Ah, so that's just some, I didn't recognize some him with candy his for Andra. And his, yeah, I didn't no, recognize yeah. him with his stomach covered. <laughs> that that <laughs> needs that needs to be the cover picture for our um, for our show this week. There we go. All right, done deal. <laughs> Beautiful. Who's next, Andrew? Yeah. Um, um, we've got Team Suzuki MotoGP. Well, it's Suzuki. Suzuki, everything is clear, everything is uh, yeah. easy, no noise. Mm-hmm. We will have Rins and, and Mir. And the only Two inter- world champions. The only interesting thing is the, how do you say, the fight or between them two. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's going to be, yeah, who sees themselves as the number one rider within Suzuki? Stu, uh, is that what, a clear thing? Do they say you're number one, you're number two, or is it just a who's better than the other? Or is it an official you're number one, you're number two? Officially, there is no number one or number two, but unofficially, the one who is first in the oh, championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got the results. That's it. So, And, and I still think Rins is in that spot at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah. has more experience. He has won. Yep. Two races, and Mir hasn't even. I don't know if he made the podium last year, but no, he didn't. I don't think so. No. So imagine no, there sure. is still a big gap between them two. Yeah, two thousand twenty and and twenty one are going to be really interesting for me in MotoGP with that team, if if nothing else. Really, I want to see how that dynamic changes with Mir being such a uh, fast study in Moto three and Moto two, and coming up so quickly. Um, and then, yeah, coming coming together with Rins in that team. That's that, yeah, that's a good couple of years coming up. Every time I hear that name, Mir, it makes me think of the space station that kept messing up. Was yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he performs better than that. Yeah. Would you say this is his? Would you say this is his last year to shine, Manuel? Mir, last year off. Would you say this is his last year to do well? Um, because jo- ah, Sean, you said Sean is Juan. I no, to, 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 to shine, uh, to do well. Ah, to shine. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. No, look, I tell you something that I can't say the name, but people inside the team, they were 100% sure that uh, this year in 2020, if the things uh, that have happened did, did not happen, it would, mm. uh, Mir would overrun Rins. Rins. Absolutely. Okay. The team is absolutely convinced about that. Now, without yep. this new situation, we don't know. But everyone, everyone says that uh, Mir is uh, much more talented than Rins. That mm. is something important to say because Rins has beaten once Valentino Rossi and another one, yep. Mark Marquez. So it's not a bad thing to be better than Alex Rins. You don't want to mention any names, Manuel, but you're amongst friends here. You're in a safe place. We we know that your relationship with um, David Brivio is, is, is rock solid. He respects you. Um, so I think we can safely say that it was David Brivio that said that. So you, 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 you heard it. You, you heard it first. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Putting words in the mouth of The wind blowing. Yep. Nothing. And I, oh, I haven't really. seen either of them on a track on a MotoGP bike. Suzuki has been involved in the Mizano test, but that was with Sylvain Ginterly. 
the test rider. Um, and off track, I've seen Mia um, around Circuit Andorra on Super Motards, and I've seen Rins doing some mini bike work as well as some cycling as well. So, um, actually, at this point, can we just dig in quickly, um, Manuel, and just explain a little bit about a private test versus an official test, about why some of the teams we're not seeing the races, the riders on the bikes, why we're seeing test riders on the bikes? To, to do with concession versus non-concession teams? Yes. Look, first of all, I want to say that uh, Rins was in Barcelona, I think, testing okay. cool. uh, yep. some weeks ago. And that was a big issue because of taxing. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> because, look, the taxing, you know that Andorra is a paradise, not a taxing paradise. Mm-hmm. So by going to Barcelona to ride, it for the taxing. Uh, yeah. It seems that it was not right. Have if he was working in Spain, because he said no. I have to go there because my job is to write, and I can mm-hmm. only write in Barcelona. And it seems that the taxing police went behind him. Really? Yes. That's <laughs> why. That's why uh, Vinales didn't go. That's why Mir didn't go because they share the same manager. And their, their manager no. said, don't leave Andorra because you may get trouble in Barcelona with the taxi. So when I saw huh. Rins on the track, there was another bike behind him. So that was the taxation police on yeah, the bike probably. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, uh, did, did it have yes. a light? A light? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Those boys have got some form. They obviously know how to uh, hunt down their targets. <laughs> And, and, and Stu, regarding what you ask, look, the concession teams that are the teams that have uh, not uh, reached certain results, so they have a special treatment regarding the testing and the development of the bike, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I remember, that is not very... I think that the normal teams, they have five test days along the season. Mm-hmm. So Official they, tests. Yes, yeah. they have to administrate very well these days and they they put mm. it in a very accurate place so uh, therefore you can see the aprilia's testing with the the official riders you know so this is something that is very regulated and it's yeah. a little bit complicated the riders they what they can do is they can ride anytime they want on uh, street bikes yeah of course yeah yeah what's a concession team Concession teams are the teams that, not having uh, reached good results, they have a special treatment for uh, testing, for using more engines during a season, and uh, I think other type of benefits, which I don't remember now, but basically this. And this, for Mm. example, is Aprilia, who has a new uh, engine. They need to be able to test during the season to change stuff, you know? Yeah. Yep. So how do they call and it? A, is it like if you finish 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th? Well, you know, do they, or is it kind of a, oh, yeah. No, 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 so, no. There is, for example, look, I am not very precise in this part. If you do, I think, three or four podiums in a season, you lose mm-hmm. the concession. Okay. If you do yeah, okay. two wins, you lose the concession. In fact, mm-hmm. in this moment, concessions, they are only for KTM and Aprilia. Yep. It's basically a leg up clause. Um, yeah, exactly. To, and that's why we yeah. see those guys at these private tests, these private track days, 
they've brought out the MotoGP bikes and they've actually got the factory riders on them and they're able to ride and they're able to do, you know, 50, 60 laps at these private testing days. Whereas when you look at the the Suzuki's and the, and the Hondas that go to these, sometimes they bring the, the MotoGP bikes, but they have the test rider on the bike. They can't have the actual rider on the bike. Or the rest of the time, if they, if they have the rider riding and testing, as we saw with Vinales, he's on an R1, so he's on a street bike riding. He can't, he can't put the factory rider and the factory bike together at a non-official test. Because they've already proven to- that they can win. Um, yeah. They, they, they want to level that, that playing field. Go for it, exactly. Manuel. Yeah, Manuel. And Andra, a, a way to control how many tests they do, because they could do infinite tests, is they have a certain amount of tires mm-hmm. they can use during a whole year. You understand? So the mm-hmm. Michelin, I don't know, gives them 200 tires. Mm-hmm. So if they want to go testing uh, in the first three months of the year and spend and use these 200 tires, then they cannot test again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Moving on to who's next? A very interesting. This is very interesting. I don't even know how to say the first bit. Is it SIC Racing? The Sepang Racing Team. Ah, Sepang, Sepang. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what Sep- are they called? Uh, it'll be SIC, so uh, Sepang International uh, Circuit. So, yeah. Okay, thank you. That's why but I didn't know Petro- to say Petronas it. team. Yeah, Petronas. Yeah. The, the, oh, so the, green, it, the green and black one. Yeah, the Petronas team is funny because it's completely open, but basically everything is done, okay? Yeah. Yep. So actually they have no riders for 2021, but the same way officially? I officially I can say that both riders are very close to sign, especially Franco mm-hmm. Morbidelli. He want to renew. And in the Good. case of Valentino, I think we have also spoken in our podcast about the situation that the thing goes around how many people from actual Valentino's team will allow to get in this garage. This is the situation. No, we spoke about that. Yep. Yeah. So there, there are not many news. Basically, the situation is the same than one week ago. Okay. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Moving on. So we're we're down to the the team that came third last year. So we've got Yamaha Factory Racing. So we've got Maverick Vinales and Fabio Quattararo. Did I say that right? Hey. That's fantastic. Your French. Let's see what Fabio does. Your French is clearly improving, Andra. Obviously. <laughs> really. Stu and I have obviously got some work to do. <laughs> clearly. Oh God. God well, forbid they- if I ever make it. The situation in uh, te- in uh, the factory Yamaha team is also fixed. Is probably is the f- the fact the first thing the first team that fixed the future and mm-hmm. no much news. The news, the interesting thing, if there is any, is to see who is Quartararo taking to the factory team. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the team, especially the chief, the crew chief, that is a, uh, an Italian called uh, Gabarini, and I know that is a. It's a guy that Valentino likes very much. So we will see. There's going to be some sparks flying there, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. We, we will see. That's the, the most interesting thing. And regarding this year, it will be also interesting to see the last year of Valentino in a factory team. This would be something incredible. After how many seasons? I don't know. He has all his life been a factory rider. From 2021 in advance, he will be just a satellite, a satellite rider. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. he'll be in mode. Yeah, he's getting ready for his Moto2 Moto career. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's got to prepare <laughs> for it somehow. about team support and helping each other out. Manuel, you've got to admit, <laughs> you got Petrucci and KTM wrong. It could 
Oh, this Valentino and Moto Two thing is getting stronger by the day. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, no, yeah. I my respect for Stu is growing. <laughs> Every minute, every minute. I believe they call it begrudging respect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just, I just want to finish off for, for the Yamaha team by saying, yeah, Vinales and Quattararo, um have both been at Paul Ricard circuit on um, street bikes, R1s, doing lots and lots of laps, both looking very, very fast. I'm very glad that Maverick got off of his balcony finally. Yep. <gasps> is that what the dressing gown is, Stu? I've just put it together. You're channeling Maverick. I am. I'm going to hold it upside down. <laughs> yeah, go on, Manuel. Yes, too. You, you just noticed that uh, Maverick didn't went down to Spain. He went to France. Yes. <laughs> yep. Taxi, taxi. Mm, taxi. And, and it's funny me. because they rode in a track that has never been, has, hasn't been used for a Grand Prix since ages. Yeah. I have been in Paul mm-hmm. Ricard, I think, twice or three times, but all the others are riding in tracks that will be used in the, in Grand Prix. Barcelona, mm. Misano. Yeah, how much preparation are they getting? I spoke to my car. I was ha- got, getting cracked tonight and because he's an F1 fan, so I was saying, he mentioned how the races started. I said, yep, my mate on the podcast, he's excited because they're starting racing on his birthday and he started talking about having races for F1 and MotoGP on the same tracks. And I was like, do they do that? Isn't it a different type of track? I had a conversation outside here about this stuff. Very good. You taught him how how the things are. Mm. Damn straight. And he said, and when's the first MotoGP race again? And I went, "Um, I should know this. Yeah, but I should have told 19th you that. of July. Yeah, 19th of yeah, July. Exactly. 19th of July. Can't just tattoo it onto the inside of my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Paul Ricard is an F1 circuit. Um, and so, yeah, they're riding on a non-calendar um, circuit on a non-factory bike. So, it's, mm, yeah, okay. There's so some, there's some value on there. A, on a car track, you're saying? Yes. Uh, it's just a it's just a non MotoGP track. They just don't use it in the in the MotoGP calendar at the moment. They they could they could write, race a MotoGP race there. Because I'm just going back to you know, is it safe then? Because obviously the the way the safety crash things. Oh, it's a, are, yeah, it's a great track. It's got load loads of runoff. It's it's got that much runoff. I think it's one of the boring circuits around. Actually, it's yeah, it, it's that bit in, in circuit of the Americas where there's there's the um, chicanes that are just painted on the floor, but it's actually like miles and miles of runoff. Half of Paul Ricard is like that. It's yeah, it's it's quite boring. I actually don't harder, like playing that. Is it, I was going to say, is it harder as a spectator because you're not as close, or is it just I would, purely? I, I would say so. I haven't actually been there, but I dare say it would be because there's loads and loads of runoff, and it's yeah, you're, you're miles away from the action. Look, uh, Paul, Paul Ricard. Good food. Paul Ricard was a classic circuit in the World Championship, very classic. Yep. And then the it was bought by the Formula One, and it's basically a Formula One test track now. Mm. Yes, if Andrew, if yep. you have time, you go back and see some Grand Prix in Paul Ricard. You will see that there there was a the straight, original layout. There was a straight, okay. a straight that they were. It was long, like a a year long. In, in, yeah, it was like a incredible, runway. incredible. <laughs> like a runway. Yeah, a year long straight. I love the sound yep. of that. <laughs> Ducati obviously did well there because they prefer those kind of tracks. Is that correct? They didn't race there. It was before they appeared there, before. Mm-hmm. I was trying to show you that I'd learned something in our conversations there. There was that's something good, about... That's good. That's a good segue um, to the next team, Andrew. Uh, Andrew? Oh yeah, my who, God. who could the next who, team be? Who could it be? We have Ducati. 
Ducati, Ducati, many speculation, no? Uh, Stu about Ducati, Lorenzo returning. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again. I, I, do, I don't see it. I don't see it. But after what happened with Petrucci, it's, it's Stu who has to say what's going to happen there. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I, apparently I, I know everything. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with what we, what we know. Miller and Dovey is is uh, where it will be at. Dovey's only got what seven days, I think, before his contract uh, is due to be resigned. They've got to sign before mm. middle of the year. Is that correct, Manuel? Yes. Look, we I have uh, I read that Paul Espargaro is also talking to Ducati. This is all bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Journalists, and, and, you can't trust them. exactly. <laughs> In that same interview that um, that Paolo Chabetti did that we were talking about, where he was talking about Mark Marquez, at the end of that one, he, d- he gave a little a little dig as well and said it's not true that Dovey's thinking of quitting. So he, he kind of put that one to rest. Are they kind of the minute someone signs their contract, is it bang, it's out there and everyone knows about it, or is it slowly what it's, normally it's happens? Not, it's normally a pretty big media event it, when uh-huh. you know when a when a rider has confirmed, yeah. Okay. But realistically, by the time that by the time you get a signature on a piece of paper, everyone's known that the move is happening okay. for yeah. a couple of months anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I'm interested to see how this plays out because it seems like there's a bit of bull stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see. You got to remember that meant- Ducati did a, a pretty good sledge job on Dovi last week with the Ducati's going to be the best that you can get, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Don't bother even talking to KTM yeah. because you're not going to be good enough to get a result there. You're too old. We're your best chance. Yeah, so don't bother looking elsewhere. Was it actually from them? Yes. Yeah, that, oh, was, that was from rich. the boss. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit rich. But Damn. as Manuel keeps saying, Ducati don't need any help. <laughs> I still, I still, how can I say? Look, uh, Chavati said that, Duc- that Dovizioso is not thinking in retiring. This mm-hmm. is absolutely not true. Right. I know this from super first hand. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that it's uh, happening, but I'm saying that uh, Dovizioso has thought about it. Dovizioso has said last weekend that he's fed up with the politics inside Ducati, how the things yep. are, are, are run. But at the mm-hmm. end, and he says also that if I continue, the only place where I will, will be in Ducati. So we can say that he will be a Ducati rider. The co- about yeah. the contract, if it's one year or two, we will see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The so poor riders, like- they must have some of this stuff. They just want to ride. Yeah. Uh, and exactly. ride. They just yeah. want to ride, but if, if depending on how much they get, they just want to ride in one place or another. It's a fast ride, yeah. Speaking, <laughs> and I, I was going to say, you guys, Stu. I was going to say, I haven't seen Dovi um, at, at any of the tests or anything like that. He's been pretty quiet apart from his one outing in um, online gaming. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ducati did, were at the Mizano test. They had, obviously, their test rider, Piero, um, and Zarco with the, with, the, uh, with the satellite team was, was there. Which would and go leave, Jack Miller. I was going to, yeah, go, go Jack. Which, go would, Jack. which would only leave one team. Who could it be, Andrew? Oh. Who could be the remaining team? Who won the oh team God. championship last year? I don't know. I wasn't watching it, hey? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't watching. <laughs> At that point, I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> I didn't, actually. Anyway, moving on. My, life, so hadn't, my life hadn't begun yet. 
I know. Who would think your life would begin at 43? I mean, 42. (laughs) Did did you just give away a year? (laughs) It's my birthday next week, so I'm going to hang on to it. You're the same age as Jack Miller's number. There's got to be something in that. See, it's a sign. It's a sign. All right. We've spoken about this. Is there anything new, Manuel, with Alex and... No, we are waiting. We are waiting about the story. Look, I have a, I had a, I sent a front cover of an Italian magazine I write on to uh, Alex's uh, manager, mm-hmm. right? This front cover said, Honda, are you sure? Meaning if they were sure of firing Alex. Mm-hmm. And the answer was so ugh, politically correct. And the answer of the manager said, we will see what's best for Honda and for Alex. So the Jeez. manager of the manager of Alex says, we will see what's better for Honda and for Alex. So, but at the end, what we have explained here, the Marcus didn't know what was going on. It has been a surprise, although it's, it's a better situation for Alex than the one he will face this year. And we will see what happened in Honda. Everything, in my opinion, is settled. Uh, Paul will arrive, Alex mm-hmm. will move, and then we will see what happens. I can't wait to see what happens with yeah, with me too. Paul. Me too. It's going to be absolutely yeah, that, that's they're going to be absolutely fuel on the fire once that that. Gets, oh yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be a hard barrier between the two sides yeah. of the. And my uh, mate, Mark yeah. Killer Instinct, might get stronger, and he he might be like all of you and just go harder. That's what he thrives on. Yeah, he's going to be you're pulling yeah. 15, 20, 30-second winning margins, just a huge, massive screw you to the rest of the, yeah. Um, you, know, you, know, you know, I think that the, the guy who will be more interested will be Marquez at the test in, uh, in Jerez immediately. No, mm-hmm. not this year, next year, because yep. Marquez yep. wants to know immediately how challenging Paul will be on the same bike than him. Yep. And he will get this immediately, you know, by looking yeah, on exactly. the data and the data, not only on the tracks, on the lap times, but how he rides the bike. I think he'll, Mark, Mark is... He'll want to follow him around for a bit, won't he? It's, going to, be Thailand, it's going to be Thailand and um, Quadraro all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's not really a threat for him, though, is he? Paul. For Marquez? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Yeah. But yeah. Really? He shouldn't, but... I know he was a kid, but I thought now they'd kind of... Uh, look, uh, if we look into the past, they will be a threat. Okay. I'd encourage Ooh. the listeners to go back hey. to episode 13 <laughs> and have a listen yeah. to yeah, what was, we ran through there. there. Quite, yeah, yeah, there was quite mm-hmm. a bit of discussion. Yep. Anyway, that's Definitely. all the things, David. Back well, to you. That's, uh, you talk about um, a year-long straights at uh, Paul Ricard. That's a year-long uh, podcast recording. You're going through every one of the teams from a uh, team championship. I think it will end it there, ladies and gentlemen. That's um, mm. It's got to be one of the most definitive uh, wrap-ups you'll get for the 2021 season uh, so far. As I said, not a lot of uh, rumour, not a lot of speculation. High on uh, fact and, um, and and high on the Pacino goodness. Uh, there's been some uh, some revelations there, especially from the Suzuki garage. I'll be putting those in as um, audio quotes and sending those straight to uh, Xstar Suzuki um, to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. You are a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Stu, thank you so much for your time this week. As I said, once again, putting something clean on for us. Um, we can leave you alone it's for another six and a half days now to see what colour that um, 
Those pajamas too. It'll, it'll be the same. Yes. It'll be the same set of pajamas this time next week. Uh, then there may be some tomato stains down the front of it or something like that, but it'll be basically the same thing. And I just want to say before we go, by the time this podcast is released, it's going to be the weekend. Uh, and I just like to remind everyone: I know this podcast is purely about MotoGP, but guess what, folks? It's less than a week until F1 is back. So we've got motorsport within a week. So it's good news. And even on the I might dial in and watch some F1. I but, but know. <laughs> it's going to be great. And I won't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was Andrew, just going to say. You, you, are, you are from my team. You are of my team. Yes. We, yeah, I'm with you, Manuel. Maximum, <laughs> we, maximum we watch the start. That is about 10 seconds. Then we can go away because nothing happens. It's like watching. Because it just turns into tactics. It's like watching the space shuttle take off. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very good example. Very good example. The beginning and the end are exciting. The bit in the middle, meh, who cares? No one wants to watch the bit in the middle. Ah. Andrew, thank you so much for running us through the uh, yeah the teams for what we believe to be the 2021. There's obviously a lot of um, work there. Some, some great research that you've done there. Fantastic to see you pushing uh, pushing the master in uh, some of his knowledge and some of his depth. Nice. Um, right I said, there. yep. I said, this is what this podcast is all about. I said, it's developing a, a, the, the, the clear mind and turning you into the next uh, MotoGP master. Do you and say innocent mo- mind? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> got got <laughs> the wrong person there, Dave. Manuel, <laughs> thank you so much, mate. Um, thank we'll, you. See, we'll see you next week. Is there anything uh, new on the uh, PacinoGP.com uh, website? Well, I have been uploading stuff and stuff and stuff. I don't remember. I, I recommend everybody have a look there. Are you sure it's even your website? Like, yeah, you yeah, yeah. No, just... And I am finishing an incredible story with John Hopkins. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm look, I, uh, uh, John is mm-hmm. is uh, is like a normal person, you know, and saying normal in, in racing is very strange. Yeah. But it's very uh, not normal. Yeah. 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 And he had a huge accident, huge. Massive. In, in yes. Brad's Hatch. He mm-hmm. just ran into the wall. And for six months, he was on a wheelchair. And now mm-hmm. he's back. So the story is amazing. He's amazing. Nice. He's a bit yeah, of a changed yeah. individual, isn't he? I've I've listened to a few um, conversations with him. I've I've read a, a lot more as well, and it said there's a very definite uh, change in uh, in Hopper's tone. Um, he's a lot more focused. Uh, he's a lot more uh, introspective. It said that, yeah, there's a lot more um, lot more depth in in John. That's what I'd say. Um, what I'm picking up out of him. So yeah, I'll definitely look forward to reading that one. Look, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. you said get over to PacinoGP.com, but I'd also um, want to push you over to if you are looking uh, at this podcast on Apple Podcast, please leave us a review. It does make a difference. Um, that is going to uh, pop us up uh, in those ratings. Um, we're on the socials. Uh, check us out in the show notes. Um, we do get mail and we do reply. So yeah, for those who have uh, sent stuff to us, we we do get read it and we do reply and we do appreciate uh, your content. And on that, keep it coming, keep it coming. Um, and you never know, you may get an entire episode uh, again as, as our good <laughs> listener friend <laughs> keeps writing to us <laughs> to correct himself. Um, so your your thoughts and your words are appreciated. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sign off there and we'll, we'll catch you next week. Stay safe. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You much. Bye. See you. Stay upright. Bye.